It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, every day, every day. We have a lunatic named Chris Russell that works for this radio station. I'm yeah, sure I know that guy. I'm sure you're familiar. I'm just curious what your opinion is on him. Well, <laughs> never really liked Chris. Honestly. Yeah. Really, anybody at the media at all, everybody who shreds me in the media, I'm not a big fan of. But <laughs> No, Chris has always been pretty fair. I like Chris. What's up, guys? What's going on? It's episode number 112 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. As we almost hit the month of November, the Redskins 5-2, and two, of course, in first place all by their lonesome. As we continue to tell you about, thanks for being with us, thanks for downloading us, and thanks for checking out the Locked on Redskins podcast. Please tell a friend, please, if you know a Redskins fan, share the good word. And share us on social media. You can follow me on social media, Twitter, at WrestleMania621, at WrestleMania621. As well, you can email me, WrestleMania09 at gmail.com. You can listen to me on the radio uh, in the Washington, D.C. area, 106.7 The Fan. As well, you can read me at thefandc.com for Redskins content and more as well. ChrisRussellRadio.com, Warpath Magazine, and of course, daily here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Uh, And it is always good to have you aboard with us. Let's get to it. The news of the day. On a couple of fronts, uh, the injuries basically looks like this from Jay Gruden's press conference on Monday at Redskins Park telling reporters that Trent Williams is going to be tried for a soft cast and a cast that basically allows him to clutch and grab and to do the things, the mechanics that he needs to do to be able to play left tackle. Remember, he missed a good portion of Sunday's win with Ty Nseki filling in capably and admirably for him. Uh, Nseki much better on the left side for whatever reason than he is on the right side where he is stunk. Um, but right now, right now, the plan is for Williams to practice or to try to practice on basically a limited basis, at least on Wednesday, to see if they can cast it up and yet still give him the mobility so that he can play on Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons. Looks like Jamison Crowder is going to try and be able to uh, do some work this week. Don't know if he's going to play just yet. Chris Thompson hurt his ribs on the other side, so it's a pain tolerance issue. That might be very shaky for this Sunday, again, depending on pain, and I'm sure they can do some things to shoot him up, but he's just kind of recovering from the other side. Uh, So he told reporters on Monday, including my pal John Kime from ESPN, uh, that it is a very painful issue, as as you can imagine, uh, that it is as well. Quentin Dunbar, apparently the nerve issue related to a hamstring issue that was shooting pain down his leg into the shin. Uh, So that's an interesting uh, kind of revelation now after he's missed the last two games. And then one more for you, Capri Bibbs has a separated shoulder. And with Chris Thompson being banged up and Bibbs being banged up, 
that certainly calls into question what the Redskins would have in that particular area of third down back and somebody with the pass catching ability. Now, of course, Adrian Peterson caught that one check down uh, for the seven yard touchdown in which he broke a tackle at the five yard line. So, yes, you do still have Adrian Peterson. You do have Samaje P. Ryan, uh, Rob Kelly, of course, on IR. If Bibbs and Thompson had to miss, that would be an enormous, enormous blow for the Washington Redskins if both had to miss this Sunday's game. Uh, but I guess the good thing is is that Peterson has been better as a receiver than you were expecting him uh, to be. But just how much can you ask Adrian Peterson to do uh, besides what he's already doing for you? And that's probably the largest reason on offense, certainly, why the Redskins are 5-2. and two. Uh, Just getting through the news of the day, and this one is an interesting one. We've... Uh, I don't know if we've mentioned it here more than maybe in passing, maybe once. Uh, There were many in the Redskins organization that were waiting for this day, not with joy. Um, It is obviously a very tough situation, but former general manager Scott McLuhan had filed a grievance against the Redskins uh, for his firing in March of 2017. You may remember on the first night of free agency and I had been told all along that the team had a very, very strong case, and I've heard a bunch of things that went on. Uh, I can't, you know, independently confirm them, and some are certainly, uh, you know, just do nobody any good to find out about. Uh, It is what it is. He was fired, uh, and you can take that however you want, and an independent arbitrator uh, that was appointed by the NFL uh, to hear the case, Peter Harvey, A former New Jersey attorney general, according to the Washington Post, has ruled in favor of the Redskins uh, so that they do not have to pay Scott McLuhan the roughly $2.8 million or so left on his contract, of which he had about 22 months, maybe 23 months remaining on the deal. So almost two full years. So, I mean, you could pretty much figure out what his yearly salary was uh, if those numbers are all correct. And again, this is according to Liz Clark uh, and Mark Maskey, and I have no reason to doubt them from the Washington Post. It's also been uh, independently confirmed um, by uh, other reporters. And I did hear back uh, from one of my main sources that, again, this is pretty much exactly the way that it was supposed to go and the way that the Redskins thought it would go and the way that the Redskins prepared for it to go. And certainly they are relieved to have this behind them uh, because they fired McLuhan for cause. uh, And there was all sorts of reports and leaks and rumors. And then the organization looked poor. And I can just tell you in general, the Redskins did a lot to try and help Scott McLuhan to try and get him through his problems. And there were multiple problems. Um, And, you know, Scott McLuhan is is a good man. uh, The Scott McLuhan that I know, Uh, he's far from perfect. He made a lot of mistakes while he was here and certainly has had his issues well documented. uh, And it was he was put in a tough situation and maybe that building and that organization uh, wasn't the best place for him to be. I'm pretty sure of that. But the bottom line is, is now he goes on and lives his life. Uh, He worked a little bit with John Dorsey and the Cleveland Browns uh, in training camp and for the draft, I should say. Uh, And he's running his private scouting service uh, from his home in Colorado. And the Redskins can kind of go on their way. uh, Now that they're officially done with this grievance, there is no, 
uh, appeal, according to the Washington Post, under the NFL system. So that is something to keep in mind. So the Redskins, according to the Washington Post, and it has been confirmed uh, by other reporters, and I was able to get a hold of one of my main sources uh, who did indeed confirm the uh, decision that the Redskins have won the arbitration case against Scott McLuhan, their former general manager. When we come back, we'll go inside the numbers on the big win from Sunday against the New York Giants. Some eye-popping numbers, uh, both for the run defense and for Adrian Peterson. That will be next. But first, guys, is your company looking for a new way to reach customers? Well, your company can be mentioned right here and right now. Podcast listeners are 60% more likely to interact with sponsors they hear on their podcasts. Our demographic is 98% males and has more education and earning than traditional media audiences. Have your company sponsor this podcast, Locked On Redskins, and the Locked On Sports Podcast Network. Email me at russellmania09, that's R-U-S-S-E-L-L-M-A-N-I-A-0-9, russellmania09 at gmail.com, and I'll get you all the details. All right, guys, as you know, it is Chris Russell here, Locked On Redskins, and I'm here to tell you about Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans live entertainment and experiences that last a lifetime. Vivid Seats, you can watch your favorite teams and artists perform in person. It's easy, and we have a great offer for you with the podcast code Locked On. That's right, Locked On, L O C K E D O N, Locked On. Listeners can receive $20 off of orders of $200 or more if, and this is important, if you are a first-time customer of Vivid Seats. Again, use the promo code LOCKEDON to get $20 off orders of $200 or more if you're a first-time customer of Vivid Seats. Go to the App Store or Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app, enter promo code LOCKEDON to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. All Vivid Seats confirmed orders backed by a 100% guarantee, so you do not have to worry. And tell them Locked On Redskins sent you. All right, we welcome you back. It is the Locked On Redskins podcast, episode number 112. Good to have you guys aboard with us. I'm Chris Russell. You can follow me on Twitter at Russellmania621. You can email me, russellmania09 at gmail.com. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for listening and downloading, as always. Hope you guys enjoyed the Victory Monday edition where we went through the game unit by unit. Uh, we'll get to the coaching staff in our final segment together today. But first, wanted to give you a couple of uh, really cool numbers. First, on the run defense for the Redskins. Um, basically during this three-game winning streak because it's so good. As you know, they only allowed the 37 rushing yards uh, to the New York Giants and Saquon Barkley primarily uh, on Sunday. Sure, he did hurt them a little bit as a receiver. There's no doubt about that. But the Redskins have now held opponents in five out of their seven games under 100 rushing yards uh, as a team, as a team, uh, including the last four games in a row, which coincidentally enough, three-game winning streak, of course, the first of those four in New Orleans where they did a really good job on Alvin Kamara uh, but got hurt a little bit by Mark Ingram, especially early in that game as that game completely uh, got away. But that game was lost for many other uh, different reasons. So again, four weeks in a row uh, where they're holding the opponent under 100 yards rushing. That hadn't happened since weeks one 
two, three, and four of the 2015 season, uh, which was Miami and the then St. Louis Rams, the then St. Louis Rams, uh, before, of course, they moved out to Los Angeles at the Giants on a Thursday night, so a quick turnaround, a short week, and then home for Philadelphia. The Redskins started that year two and two that was the last time where they held an opponent to under 100 yards rushing for four consecutive games um and you know real quickly here just a number that i kind of uh came up with and and that was by the way uh courtesy of redskins public relations those two uh numbers um that i just gave you but the number that i came up with was in the three-game winning streak the redskins again held the carolina panthers to 81 net rushing yards the dallas cowboys to 73 net rushing yards and again the giants to 37 rushing yards that's an average of 63.6 rushing yards allowed per game 63.6 total of 191 over three And when you factor in the 54 attempts, and this is perhaps most important, that's only 3.53 yards per rushing attempt. That's, again, over a sample size of the three games, the three wins, 54 rushing attempts, 3.53 yards per rush attempt. That's excellent. Uh, Real quickly about Adrian Peterson uh, here for you because we promised you some of these numbers. Of course, as you know, he ran for 26, 149, the 64-yard touchdown, the 5-7 average. Of course, the average bloated by that one big run, but he certainly had many impressive runs throughout the day uh, that were solid, good gains where he carried people, it broke tackles, uh, did a lot of good work with Alex Smith under center, more under center, I think, than they have been running. I'll have to go back and try and chart that. But Adrian Peterson at 33 years old and 221 days old on Sunday became the oldest player, according to NFL Communications, to have a 100-yard rushing day and both a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown in the same game. So again, he became the oldest player in NFL history to have a 100-yard rushing day and to have both a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown. The previous oldest player to do so was Ricky Williams at 32 and 182 days. So again, AP, 33 and 221 days. So significantly older than Williams. Ricky Williams did that in November 19th of 2009. Also, Peterson, along with Steve Bono, if you remember him, uh, back uh, in early October 1995, a 76-yard run, Rocky Blyer, a 70-yard run in October of 1979, and Jim Thorpe, an 80-yard run in October of 2000. Uh, of 1921 became Adrian Peterson along with those three became the only player with a touchdown run of 60 plus yards when 33 years old or older 33 plus years old. That's an amazing stat uh, right there that NFL communications uh, came up with. Also Peterson became the fourth player in NFL history to have at least 140 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown in a game. Again, 33 years or older. The only other ones, Pro Football Hall of Famers, John Henry Johnson back in 1964. You may remember this name, John Riggins in 1984. And then D'Angelo Williams did it. He had a 143-yard day. 
uh, back in 2016, so just two years ago. Uh, so that's some really cool numbers there for Adrian Peterson and the Redskins run defense. We come back here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. We'll go over the coaching staff's day on Sunday and give you a, a grade from my report card that I did for the FanDC.com. Uh, again, I write some Redskins columns for that. Highly encourage you to check uh, those out. We'll give you the day for Jay Gruden, Greg Minuski, Ben Kutwika, uh, and the rest of the Redskins coaches as we close things up here on episode number 112 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. But first, guys, uh, it is Chris Russell here telling you about Swap.com. Yeah, Swap.com is a great place to go because it's the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. Swap.com you can save up to 90% off of retail prices on your favorite brands like Lululemon, Carter's, Nike, J. Crew, Gap, quality hand inspected items that are added to the crop daily that you can get at swap.com. Easy returns, no problems within 30 days. And we have a special offer for all of our Locked On Redskins uh, listeners and the Locked On Podcast Network. Get 35% off of select items with your first order to swap.com if you use the promo code locked on. That's 35% off the of select items with your first order if you use the promo code locked on. L O C K E D O N, locked on. And you can get it at swap.com, 35% off your first order. Use the promo code locked on. Tell them locked on Redskins send you. All right, guys, we welcome you back again. It is episode number 112 as we wrap things up here of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Once again, Chris Russell with you at WrestleMania621. Email me, WrestleMania09 at gmail.com. Thanks again for being with us. Just do want to throw this out to you guys uh, and remind you we have a special second half of the season package available uh, to get your company right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast, drop me an email uh, again at WrestleMania09 at gmail.com, WrestleMania09 at gmail.com to get the details. And you can hear your company represented right here, right now on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Be a part of the movement. We can get your message across so you can do better business. WrestleMania09 at gmail.com. Let's quickly take a look at Jay Gruden and the coaching staff's day on Sunday in the win uh, over the New York Giants. And listen, um, one of the problems for the Redskins, quite honestly, has been a steady kind of flow here. This is their first winning streak of this length since... Uh, the 2016 season when they won four in a row, weeks three, four, five, and six. In that particular case, they beat the Giants on the road. Remember, they were 0-2 after losing at home uh, to Pittsburgh and the Cowboys to open up the year. They beat the Giants uh, on the road at MetLife Stadium. They came home to beat the Cleveland Browns. Then they went to Baltimore and beat the Ravens. And then they came home and beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Matt Jones had a big rushing day that particular day, and they should have beaten the Detroit Lions uh, in Detroit the next week. And then they blew that and ultimately tied against the Bengals in London the week after that before going on their bye. But the bottom line is, is this is the first time really in two years that the Redskins had been uh, really anything's close to consistent. A three-game winning streak, so you got to give Jay Gruden credit. He got his team ready to play a second straight division game. They are 5-1 and one in the NFC. And again, 2-0 and oh in the NFC East, which means they've doubled already their win output, which was pathetic. 
in last year's NFC East play when they were one and five, they're two and oh. So again, regardless of what happens from here on out, they've already won more games in the division uh, than they did all of last year. But I thought Jade Gruden did a good job on Sunday uh, coming out, trying to get Alex Smith into a groove. We talked about a, a little bit about this on yesterday on the Victory Monday edition, episode number 111, getting Alex Smith into a groove with the short, crisp passing game. His accuracy was there. Uh, again, I thought, and I think many people thought they were going to automatically try and get Adrian Peterson on track by trying to pound him at a defense that was missing their big nose tackle, their big run-stuffing nose tackle, and Damon Snack. Max Harrison, who was traded earlier in the week to Detroit, who, oh, by the way, had a pretty good debut, even though Detroit uh, lost to Seattle at home. The bottom line is, is Jay comes out and he calls on the first 11 plays, eight pass calls and got Alex Smith into a rhythm. Smith was, again, 10 of 11 to open up the game. Now, he struggled after that, but Jay then went to the run game. And the biggest thing for me was this team has forever struggled to put away a team and to kill clock and to get that extra first down or to get something good when in the four-minute offense, the two-minute offense, or just needing a couple of minutes burned off the clock and being in a predictable situation. Remember against Dallas, they had a three-and-out series, which Alex Smith ran out of bounds on or got tackled out of bounds on, but the first two plays, run calls, you know, Dallas uses their timeouts, Uh, And again, pretty predictable. They don't get any yards. They don't get anything. And the Redskins are kind of in this bind of, oh, crap. Now our defense has got to bail us out again. So this week, I was thinking, okay, they're probably going to take over here at 408 left and up by a touchdown, and they're probably going to try and get creative. They might throw on first down. Instead, Jay comes, and he runs. And then they got, I think it was a two-yard gain, or maybe it was the four-yard gain, and then ultimately he comes back to it on the next play and gets the other one, four or the two, whatever. Either way, they got six on the first two rushing plays. And again, they were able to move the pile a little bit, get some yards, burn clock, uh, and that was important. But then, you know, again, just when you think Jay is getting a little predictable, maybe he's going to throw here, he goes to a power run and a double pull, which Joe Gibbs and the Hogs would be very proud of, uh, as they pulled Chase Roulier and Brandon Sheriff into space, kicked it out. Adrian Peterson from under center, boom, hits it, 64-yard touchdown run, and he's gone. And the game essentially is over. So, yes, the bottom line result is great, and that makes any coach look good, but it was the commitment to the run game with 4.08 left on the clock when this team has struggled in those spots to kill clock and get a first down when Jay stuck with it three consecutive times and it paid off big dividends that I thought was really, really, really important uh, and good. Also, another thing, Jay, you know, after Dustin Hopkins missed that 41-yard field goal, you know, Jay stuck with him. Jay had faith. Whether it was right or wrong, and it turned out to be right, he kicked a 53-yarder after that, and that's huge uh, as well because Hopkins has been really good from long distances. We made this point yesterday uh, when doing the special teams. That's his fifth made kick from 49-plus yards out. Also, Jay allowed Tressway to go back in there. Uh, Tressway and Ben Kotwika, I guess, got together. Tress said he's fine, and he goes out and he bunts a 58-yarder. Um, to get really good field position for the Washington Redskins. So all in all, and then Greg Minuski, just a real quick thought on him. Listen, um, here's the one point that I wanted to make. 
everybody's crushing the coaching staff for not putting Josh Norman on Odell Beckham man to man or at least on his side where every to, to basically travel with him. I didn't have a major problem with it because I don't think Josh Norman is as good as everyone else thinks he is when it comes to these top flight matchups. Now he did a great job on him. And I, I guess according to pro football focus, he did not allow a single catch uh, to Beckham when directly in his coverage. So that's a great sign. And I'll eat my words. I mean, Josh is obviously better than Greg Stroman. There's no doubt about that. And that was, I guess the argument, my argument was, you know, he's a left corner and he's not really a man-to-man corner, and he doesn't have the speed or the athleticism to keep up with Odell Beckham, but he does have the feistiness, and he does have the intelligence, and he does have the savvy that Greg Stroman does not have. Stroman might have better speed at this point, recovery speed, but he doesn't have what Josh Norman has in terms of the football IQ, and that's to be expected. So give kudos. Maybe it's too late. Maybe they wanted to see how it would go, but give kudos to Jay Gruden and Greg Minuski for making that switch late in the second quarter and then keeping with it most of the second half, which allowed the Redskins to basically shut down and take Odell Beckham out of the game. So well done job by the coaching staff. I gave them an A in my report card on the fandc.com. You can check out the other grades that I gave each unit there as well. That's going to do it for us here on the Lockdown Redskins podcast. Episode number 112. Thanks for being with us. We'll be back with crossover Wednesday as we take a look at the Atlanta Falcons who come to FedEx Field this Sunday for a one o'clock tilt. Until then, adios. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.